Hey love, I am so excited for today's episode because today it is a replay of a live strategy call that I did with my girl Cheska and I gave this girl so much homework on this call. Like this call that you're about to listen to is full of strategy. Go ahead and grab your pen and paper so you can kind of apply the things that I'm telling her. You can apply those to your business. Now, what I am most excited about is that Cheska and I had this coaching call and this was like the first of two uh, sessions that we did and she messaged me a few weeks ago letting me know that she got her first paying client and i am so excited i'm so proud of her because honestly i can give strategy all day long but it's not until you apply those strategies to your business that you're going to see results so i am super proud of cheska for getting her first client her first paying client and just cheering her on make sure that you go over to her podcast after you're done listening to the show so you can show her love and support um i'll leave her information linked down below for you by the way if you're ready to book your very own strategy call with me listen like my calls are you're drinking from the fire holes i am holding nothing back as you hear in this coaching call that i did with cheska we're talking about uh, pricing, we're talking about strategy, we're talking about keywords, we're talking about everything, like nothing is like left out. So if you're ready for your very own coaching call so that you can get personalized attention for your business so that I can look at your business, I can look at your numbers and give you a personalized strategy that actually applies to you and your business and your lifestyle, then head over to julianabarbati.com and let's make that coaching call happen. Okay, girl, I'm so excited to chat with you today. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and all the things. Wrapping that into something that's easily digestible is still something I'm working on. But essentially, I call myself like a mental health advocate, specifically with like ADHD. I have noticed that a lot of my stuff is landing with people in the autism community also. So I'm kind of just in that neurodivergent space. I talk a lot about holistic mental health and home management. Um, and a lot of it with an angle of like self-compassion and God's grace and learning how to work with your brain because so many people with a neurodiversity spend years like feeling a lot of guilt and shame and like they can't keep up. So I have a podcast. I do have an Instagram that I actually just announced I'm going to take a 90-day break from because I've been kind of back and forth and I kind of figured that you might suggest setting that down. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? We're just going to get on it now. But my Instagram had a lot of growth in the last couple of months. So it kind of became confusing to me of whether I should be there or not. And that was very long winded. And this is part of what I need to work on. <laughs> no, no, it's great. No, I love it. Okay. So, you know, I personally, like, I don't know if you heard, but I'm not on Instagram. I haven't been. And like my podcast yeah. is on the rise. Like it has, I was looking at the statistics this morning. I think I'm up like 22% over last month. And it's been a month that yeah. I've left. I have zero regrets. I'm not here for it. Now tell me how many followers do you have there and like what almost, is your engagement like so i have 15.9 follower 15.9 thousand followers i had just under a thousand like all year long and then toward the end of summer i crossed that 1000 line and then in october i had a real blow up it has almost six million it might be at six million now i don't know i haven't looked um in the last couple weeks and that is still bringing people in. So I went from like barely being at a thousand to almost, and that was mid October to ending the year. Like I'll probably cross 16,000 without even really doing much there since. So that's why it kind of became confusing for me. Cause I was like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm sharing a lot of things that are helpful, but I also just feel it taking a lot of time out of my brain. 
even when I'm not posting, I'm just thinking about things or I'm like gathering pictures and videos for later. And I don't want it taking up that much space in my mind Mm -hmm. or my phone. Like my phone is so full constantly. Like I have to delete videos to take videos and I'm just, I'm tired of it. I hear you 100%. Yeah. And like it takes out of the moment. And I think we have ADHD. Maybe Instagram is not the place to be, you know, because it's like even diminishing like your attention by so much. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that you have to have discernment over. Like for me, I was not, I have hated Instagram for a long time. So for me, it was easy to say, why am I here? So I was, I was done with it, you know, but the thing that I was going to suggest, because I do know that you have some uh, movement in your Instagram was if you were going to decide to stay on Instagram, I wasn't going to tell you like, get off of Instagram, you know, because you have to, to do what feels good. What you think is right, right? Because at the end of the day, right. like, you know, what, what I was going to suggest is make those reels, but point them back to the podcast. Now, if yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm taking a break from Instagram. I'm like, here. Yes. Yes, girl. Like all the praises because I'm not here for Instagram. So I think it's a time suck, honestly. Now let's talk about the podcast. So share some statistics with me. Like tell me all the things. Yeah. So I launched the weekend of 4th of July or like a couple days after that. I think July 7th, somewhere in that first week of July. And I hit 1000 downloads at the beginning of September. And I was like, whoa. And now we're ending the year right under 16,000. And I still have an episode. Yeah. I have been really impressed with the growth. And so we have I have an episode going out Thursday. So I post twice a week. I have an episode that goes out on Monday and Thursday. And so I feel like by the end of the year, we will cross that 16. I'm at like 15,500 something right now. And I've been on 14 different countries charts already in the mental health category and in the health and fitness category in the top 200. I made it in the United States one at like the beginning of November, I think, which is another reason why I'm like, Uh, maybe I should stay on Instagram, but try to figure out some better boundaries and stuff. Because when that fridge reel blew up, my downloads did blow up also. Mm -hmm. And they haven't really come back down. They're still, it's still growing pretty exponentially. And so now I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I do think I need like at least a full 30 days off though. And then if, and when I come back, it will be a once a week I'm putting out a reel there. And like you said, pointing it back to the podcast and not engaging at all. Cause I definitely, I know I'm addicted right now and I've been able to justify it because like, well, I'm using it for my business that I'm Mm -hmm. trying to grow and it's fun and it's like an outlet and blah, blah, blah. But it's also like not serving me. I'm serving it right now and I don't want it to be that way. Yeah, 100%. I also want to say, you know, my business, it grew from the podcast alone because I haven't been active on Instagram. Even when I did have Instagram, I wasn't active. So like yeah. back when I had an account, I think maybe I promoted an episode like once or twice because it really wasn't my thing. Uh, one time I got like locked out of Instagram for months. So my thing with Instagram has always been like a hate relationship, but my yeah. business still grew despite the fact that I was not on Instagram. So if you're like, I'm so ready for a break. Listen to that and get yeah. off the app. And then like after, you know, the 30 days or the 90 days, however long you're wanting to take a break, like take a look at your business because all we can do is look at the data. Yeah, definitely. Like we have the data in front of us and I think you have a really amazing thing going here. Tell me like as far as monetization, like what do you have in mind for monetizing this podcast? Your dream scenario, what yeah. would that look like? 
dream scenario way down the well i i'm still gaining clarity because part of me wants to do ads because i'm like it would be cool to get paid to just literally talk i could just talk become a big podcaster to where like ads bring in all the things and maybe i go do speaking events or whatever I think that goes back to me spending my entire life with people feeling like I talk too much. And then now, now I'm, well, look at all these people that want to listen to me talk. Yeah. But I do really enjoy coaching. So like in my, my real job outside of this, I work in community mental health. And so I work with kids who have ADHD, autism, PTSD, anxiety, depression, and I work with them and their families. And so I've seen the huge difference that can be made in people's lives when like their whole family is all in of like, okay, how do we best support this kiddo while we're best supporting ourselves also? And so I have found that my audience has a lot of moms who think they have ADHD and or also have kids who have ADHD or something else along those lines. And so then part of me does want to do coaching. Part of me wants to have some sort of course But then I also know my audience and I know that they're probably not going to show up and finish a long drawn out course. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of been a barrier for me. So I have thought about podcast courses. I've seen a coach doing these and I feel like that would serve my community really well. And then, you know, there could be links to any kind of visuals that are necessary, but they can listen while they're driving the car or doing whatever they are doing. And so I feel like podcast courses, and then I want to work with a handful of companies I really love at like a deep level. I want to be married to their company. We're not just dating. We're not acquaintances. Like Mm. I'm not like, oh yeah, well, this one product they have is really great. No, like I want to be all in and I support your brand fully and have really good connections in that way. A lot of my motives and like values are like deep connection and education, transformation, walking through stuff with people. That has been something that has kind of come up. I had a brand reach out to me about a CBD company and a couple of their products look good, but the rest I was like, "Mm, no. And it would have been really easy to just like, yeah, like it was the first one Mm -hmm. that reached out to me. But I was like, no, I want to start from the very beginning being completely rooted in those things. And so Yeah, I'm hoping to have at least just a couple brands that I can work really deeply with and then have some sort of course and coaching situation. So here's what I recommend. Start with the coaching because the coaching can like literally start right now. You can just start promoting that on your podcast. And then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't start at a crazy price. I would start like with some beta people. So have them pay. And then Mm -hmm. start there. And then as you start to fill up your calendar, then you start to raise your prices. But with what you don't want to do is create a course before you have data collected. And you're like, okay, this is, these are the questions that people are asking me. This is what they want to know. Like, this is what the course should be about. Because right now you have an idea of what the course should be about, but your audience is, they have a different idea of what they need. So you want to get their language. What are they struggling? All of those things. And the coaching is like such an easy way for you to get in there and to get that information. And you're getting paid and you're talking to them. It's such Mm -hmm. a win-win. So I would definitely start with the coaching. And then from there, you know, before you even build out the course, you could do like a group coaching program too. Like a live session could be like, say, four weeks. So that, Mm -hmm. again, you're like live with them. You're talking all the things like we, they get together on Zoom like this. And then from there, you can build the course. You know, so there are many ways that you can get to that path. But I would definitely suggest that you get to that point where you are talking to your people before you just jump and 
create that course yeah. like coaching you're gonna get so like they're gonna tell you you're gonna get so much information like yeah. word word for word 100 start with the coaching yeah i have coached a couple people for free and one i'm still working with and then i did have my first like paid kind of beta pricing coach situation and i definitely need to figure out my coaching structure i guess because again going back to like trying to make it accessible for me and them and doable. We started with like a video call. And then after that, it was like following up in Voxer. But I left our last video meeting kind of, we'll schedule it later because I didn't know if they would need two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And it was supposed to be like a month of coaching. And it's been two months. And I'm like, hey, I'd love to have another video and check in with you. It's like soon. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. So I think I need to put some sort of structure there. Put that in but, your contract and make that clear that, you know, because if somebody's taking like a two, three month break and then like they're not following through with whatever you're telling them, then what, like, what is the point? Right. I'm right. sure and you, now at you this have point, like, I, yeah, I just feel like she isn't going to feel like she even had that, that same like impact I was trying to make because now it's been like drawn out for so mm-hmm. long that I'm like, now you didn't even get the thing that we were trying to do. So yeah, I need to figure that out a little bit yeah, too. Definitely. So that is definitely something you want to put in your contract for next time okay. for the next client. So just put in the co- contract like, okay, this is the amount of time that we're working. And then what happens, you know, if the time passes, like this is it, you lost your sessions, obviously like have some flexibility if something happens, right? Like some life event right. or something, but I'll put that in your contract so that we're following the contract and that's it. Like you're fulfilling your side of the contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that. So yeah, so what I would say is like, start promoting that on your podcast. Okay. And just just start with it. Just go from there. And promote it in every single episode from here on out, like every episode that goes out, just start promoting like I'm super excited. And then like, we can we should come up with a name. Yeah, that's one of my other holdups. I'm like, I don't know what to call it. (laughs) I have no idea. And so and I'm like, do I need something cute? Do I need something practical? I don't know. I don't know what to name it. So yeah, when I have talked about, I'm like, I'm going to open up a couple spots for coaching and I kind of just leave it at that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it can just be like, I wouldn't get too clever because people are going to be like, what? But it could be just be a breakthrough call. That's it. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy that people are like, but what is this? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm buying. You know, so I think like just a breakthrough call is great. And then the other question I have is, do you think that a one hour call is too long? Like, do you think 30 minutes is a good sweet spot? Yeah. It seems like 30 minutes have been, has been pretty reasonable. As we're talking, I'm feeling like maybe at the beginning of that work together, we have that 30 minute call and then we could do the boxer follow ups in between mm-hmm. and then do another 30 minute call at the end. Because then also that would, give us a a chance to reflect on their growth and like have celebrations. But then it's also like, okay, do you think that you need support in this other area for another month that you have also brought up? Or do you feel like you now have those tools? And I feel like maybe that would be a good way to set up that structure. Cause I like the Voxer in between because it just makes it really easy. If they have a quick question or something like they're not waiting. And I feel like with the parents that I work with in my real job, that communication in between, because I see them every single week and they can call me if they have questions in between. And they always talk about how receptive I am in my communication. And so I want to have that available in between 
but I don't want to have to get on video every single week because mm-hmm. I'm working 40 hours a week already. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So when you ha- when you had these coaching calls, were they for the adult or was it adult parents reaching out for, for their kids? So I've had one of each so far. So the first okay. was a woman reaching out for herself. And that's the one that's still kind of like, we haven't wrapped things up. She had a very long to-do list of things that she wanted to do. And I feel like she doesn't want to talk to me until she's completed all of them, even (laughs) though we talked about how like, you know, the self-compassion and just like having realistic to-do lists and things like that. But, and then the other one, it was one of my free coaching calls. She were talking about how to best support her child. And so it's been nice to have one of each so far. Also, it just gives me a little bit different of an insight. And that parent does not suspect that she has a neurodiversity herself. And so I think that's why our communication has been so different because she's very on it. But that also has made it hard for her to understand her child. And so that's why she's reaching out. So do you think on the two that you have now, are you, is there one that you like more? As an adult with these struggles, I know how important my message of like self-compassion is. And I want that to reach the people that it needs to. And maybe it still will. But as far as like coaching and what feels more like the sweet spot, definitely working with the parents who have kids with neurodiversities. And I was a special education teacher before this too. So like my background and all of my experience really lines up to working with kids It's just my personal experience that lines up with adults, but I have so much more experience with kids. Like I've worked with hundreds of kids with different neurodiversities over the years now. So I do have a little bit more of a lean toward the parent of child, Mm -hmm. like parent of a child with a neurodiversity than I do working directly with the adults. Not that I don't want to, if they came to me and they want to work together and it's a match, then okay, cool. But like, as far as what should I be promoting, it's probably for that parent. Yeah. And honestly, as you're talking, I see the difference in your, like how you're coming across your energy, like which one lights you up more. And, and definitely I can see that you enjoy more educating the parents of the child, probably because, I mean, obviously if we set up the child to succeed as a child, they won't struggle as adults. So I definitely feel like that in you. So listen, we could do something where you're promoting and you're saying, I'm opening up spots, whether you have ADHD or you're the parent of a child with ADHD, we can hop on a call and on this call we can tackle and then like give them like the struggles that you think and just give some examples. You feel like your child is doing this and you're having having a hard time understanding, like you don't understand why all of a sudden they just burst out of control and they, they just go crazy like a, Tasmanian devil, point out those things out and be very vivid in your explanation. And then also point out the adult. Do you feel like you start, like you have 10,000 tabs open in your computer, but that's also in your life. Like you start 10,000 things and you can finish and you wonder like, what's wrong with me? Every day it's a new thing and you're still like, I don't know, in your thirties and you're like, how have I not figured this out yet? And you're struggling with that. So be very vivid in your explanation and then offer the call, like say, come on this call. We're going to, we're going to come up with a plan. It's going to be amazing. I listened and like go into the things that make you different. Right. And yeah. then just go from there. Start offering everything, every single episode in the beginning of your episode, because you know, people are listening in the beginning and then bring it up yeah. again before you sign off, bring okay. it up again so that they know to go ahead and schedule those calls. And then from there, you're going to have so much more data, and then you can go ahead and create that course. And I do agree with you. I think a podcast course is great. Small bite-sized information. I, I love that. But 
you know, you're going to get so much data that's going to be invaluable. Like, like your copywriting for your sales page and all those things are going to be done for you. Like you're just going to have to copy and paste. It's going to, going to be super amazing. And you can just start coaching. Like you don't need anything, right? So what do you need? You need to set up Calendly, you know, which I already have. Okay, cool. And then from there, if you have the paid version, you can collect payments. The only other thing you're going to need to do is send them the contract. They'll sign it, send it back, and that's it. And then I love the idea of having the boxer and how you set this up. It's completely up to you because, you know, I would imagine that you're not, you know, you're not selling like a standalone session. You're selling like a package. You're selling a package, you know, so it's two coaching sessions and then the boxer in between. And it can be, I would do a month by month, honestly, and see how that goes because. I think that'll give you flexibility because if you get a client, they're like, oh my God, I'm stuck with it for three months. You know, right, like that gives right. you the flexibility. And also for them, like it gives them time to go, go ahead and sign back up again. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think you can just start. Now, as far as your podcast goes, I think, you know, I love your art. I think you're doing good here. Are you hosting your podcast on, um, what is the host called? The one by Spotify that's free? I am right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I am on yeah. Anchor. Okay, on Anchor. Okay. The only other thing I would suggest you're on Anchor because I know there's a limit on your uh yeah, like show my description. Show description. Yeah. yeah. Change it. If you're not gonna be on IG, switch out for your email, like reach out to me and then put out your email yeah. instead of IG. I did have a question. So if I'm gonna stay on Anchor for a little while, because with the ADHD, I had to get rid of every barrier possible and Anchor mm-hmm. is just so easy that I'm like, I'm not ready to switch over to Podbean or anyone else yet. But I was curious about if I have a longer show description, what if I add that to the end of each of my episode descriptions? Do you think that would help my SEO or do you think that's just like repetitive? Because I thought, you know, you put like the actual episode description and whatever call to action and all those things. But then I was like, what if I had like a break there and then I put a longer description with more of those keywords that I can't fit into my actual show one? No, I wouldn't do that. I would just make sure that, you know, what I like to do is make sure that obviously at least one keyword is going in my titles, but the more the better and they have to be related. So like, let's say aim for two keywords on your title. I would say though that your show notes could be a little bit longer so that you can put keywords in there too now yeah. the keywords in your episode description they don't really help you per se in the sense that like let's say if i type in does my child have adhd and you don't have that on your title mm-hmm. but you do have that in your show notes it's not necessarily going to help you rank right like it's okay. not going to come up for search but it's helping you in other ways. Like in general, it's helping you. Like the, the, the number one thing yeah. that's helping you rank inside of Apple is your title. You know, okay. you're not going to rank, unfortunately, for your show notes. But that doesn't mean that we don't put keywords in our show notes because there are other things happening in the back end. Right. Also, while we always optimize for Apple, we also have to keep in mind Google, right? Because yeah. Google is coming up on the scene and we want to have those keywords in there. So make sure that you are having longer show notes that you are putting, you know, three to five keywords and the keywords are all related. Like you don't want to put ADHD and then, I don't know, expectations, two different things, right? Like two different keywords. So you want to make sure that they are like all related, but yeah, that that's what I would say. And then put those links in there, like 
uh, reach out to me here, you know, book a call with me here. Okay. Yeah. Um, the episode title has a 100 character limit and the description has 4,000. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, it's, I, I wouldn't worry too much as far as putting more than like five keywords in there in, in your show description, but it is helping you in the long term with other things too, you know, so keep going, keep okay. doing that. Yeah, I think overall your titles are good. I would say if you can make them like, you know, three tips to this, four hacks for that, you know, like people mm. love numbers, like step by step, you know, people love that a framework, anything to do with like people just love rules, like, yes, like a solution. Like, so if yeah. you can make your episodes like solution, I'm sorry, your titles solution based, I would suggest that. And then like rhetorical questions work really well. Mm. So like, not sure you have ADHD. Five ways to find out things yeah. like that. And then you can also put five ways to find out if you, if I you're neurodivergent, neuro five ways yeah. to find out if you're neurodivergent, you know, so that's two ways of putting like the two keywords, but then like just like Changing reframing it just a little it. bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's what I would do. So definitely like having like a rhetorical question, having numbers, having steps, like people go crazy for that. Basic boundaries for mental wellness, like struggling with boundaries and then Four steps to setting boundaries when you're feeling when you have anxiety or DHD. You know, like okay. so so that you make it like a little bit more triggering. People are like, oh yeah, it's like I need yes. Well, and like with those boundary ones specifically, like that was a conversation happening on Instagram that I took over there. And so I wasn't thinking about the person who's just scrolling through the podcast app, mm-hmm. which again is another reason why I'm like, I think it's gonna be good for my brain to take yeah. a break from there. Because I feel like a lot of mine before that, I was doing a lot of like four ways. My very first episode is four ways to focus when you have ADHD. And then I reframed it. I think I kept using ADHD though. I think I put after that, like how to focus when you have ADHD or something. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to have a bunch of episodes that are how to, because people are literally Mm -hmm. going to Google and saying how to do X, Y, Z, how to find out if you have ADHD, how to understand if how to help my child, how to help my ADHD child, like. Oh, those are things. So don't be afraid, you know, to have a bunch of how-to episodes. Th- those okay. do really well. Don't feel like your titles should not be funny. You know, they should not right. be cute and like creative. They yeah, should no. be to the they point. They need to be stuff people are searching. Exactly. 100%. But keeping in mind, like if you can put like steps, numbers, like people just love them so much. Yeah. I definitely think like you're going on the right track here. I think the length is amazing because you have your person in mind. So I wouldn't worry about that. Like I tell my clients to keep their episodes around 15 minutes mm-hmm. because everybody across the globe most likely to have 15 minutes to listen to podcasts. Like I have listened to episodes that are like right. three hours long, but it took me like five days, you know? So Right, right. Yeah, yeah. one of my friends was like, your episodes are the perfect link for like getting ready in the morning. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, totally. Because you have to think that your person is listening to you. Like they're making you part of their day, part of their um, routine. So 100% keep doing that. And then another thing you can do is that if you are going to get off of Instagram, if you can maybe do an extra episode, like you don't have to commit to it, but it can be a bonus episode. Yeah. So I definitely think you can go back if you feel like it, you can go back and change the titles. That's something you can definitely do in your episodes. If you feel like, you know what, I could like change the titles a little bit. I wouldn't necessarily change titles that are doing really well. 
Yeah. But like to give an example, I had episodes on my podcast about a year ago, something like there's nothing wrong with you, mama, your brain is wired differently. And that episode, like it was an episode that I, not every single episode that I put out there necessarily, I care about the keywords because some of them, I, I just am talking to my audience. I'm very intentional about that. Yeah. That episode exploded. And it was about this, like ADHD. And like, I don't have ADHD. One of my kids does. But I have a trauma mm. brain and ADHD and trauma brain, like they're, they're very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I get it, girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like just to say an episode just does well because people start sharing it. So that's right. the case. Don't change it. What is the average download numbers that you get per episode? I think my average number is around 600 right now. Oh no, that was way off. My audience size is 636. My Average plays per episode is 391. Okay, but that's And my best episode has over 800 downloads, which is that first one, four ways to focus when you have ADHD. Perfect. Okay, so I 100%, another thing that I love about coaching is that you can start that right now. Your next episode that you record, you start talking about that coaching and you are going to start getting those clients. And like seriously, talk about it in every single episode. I don't care if you're pitching for three minutes because the way that I just taught you to pitch, you're not really pitching. Like, and by the way, right. like, do you suffer right. with ADHD? Like, do you forget what you're doing? Like, no, we're not doing yeah. it like that. Telling them about the struggles, right? Like you're inviting them in. So definitely like yeah. every single episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I noticed how you were doing that in your episodes too. Like, I don't, I don't remember which one. Like I said, I binged like a lot of them um, over the last few days. But in one of them, you were talking about pitching and you're like, people just like, what do you do? You skip through an ad or you tune it out. And I'm like, 100%. And I noticed you just talking about, you know, it like, if this sounds like I'm someone for you, like, go ahead and send me an email. Like, I can help you with this and this and this. And then you just keep moving on to what you were doing. And then you would bring it back again later. And it was just a natural part of the conversation. Not like, hey, let me take a break and tell you what I'm doing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited. So I would say until we meet again. I would say your homework for you is to listen. If you're already doing two episodes a week, I think it's great. If you want to go for the third one, make it a bonus. If, if you like it, I don't want this to burn you out. And then I would think about your titles, which your titles are not bad, but I think they can be like a little bit more triggering, not in a bad way, but like thought provoking, you know? So like if you can add a question in there or if you can add, like I said, the numbers, the steps, whatever people love those. And then thinking about like variations like ADHD, neurodivergent, all the things, if you can change between those two, don't worry about having how to episodes because again, those do really well as well. I think like the title is fantastic. I love the podcast just because like this genius. Yeah. And then so honestly, what I would love for you to do now is to just a couple of things. Start pitching your coaching. Do you have a price in mind that you want to charge? No. Okay. That's where my biggest struggle I think comes in at because I want to make it affordable and accessible. But then like, I also don't want to make it so cheap that I'm resentful and I don't want to show mm-hmm. up. So like that first person, since it was only one call and then it was boxer follow-ups, I only charged $30 because she was my first person and that definitely feels too low. Mm -hmm. And especially if I'm going to be showing up for two calls and then the boxer in between. Now, as these words are coming out, I feel like somewhere around like 67 for like the first few people maybe and then like 97 for a while might feel a little bit better. Yeah. Honestly, like I think even 67 because I mean, even like they're getting two calls in the boxer. Let's yeah. say they're with you for a month. Six to seven, like, sounds a little bit too low to me. Okay. Um, 
So there are two ways we can go about it. We either change the framework. So like, let's say it is like 45 minutes for $67. And then maybe the accountability, the mm -hmm. boxer comes as an accountability and it is you offer like that an as, as an add-on. So that could be one way. Okay. Or we sell them the coaching package and the coaching package is 197. Okay. 127. If you're like, oh, 197, that's crazy. Like, let's <laughs> try 127. Okay. How does that feel? Let's just, let's do some math real quick. Okay. I feel like starting at 127 for at least the first few people while I kind of build my confidence in that area sounds a little bit more doable to me because I'm like, that's just a little over $100. Okay. Yeah. Whereas 197, that feels like double that, even though it's yeah. not. But I feel like 127 would be a good place to start. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, honestly, I would give people the option of both. Give them the option of like a 30-minute breakthrough call and then also the package. So then the, the, okay. the call would be like 67 bucks, And then, I mean, it's such a no-brainer price that most people are going to go with the, with the package. Because like yeah. for less than double the price, you get more like, like I don't know, three times accountability. Right. Right. But I would still oh, give yeah. people that option. Of just that one call if they yeah. just want to like problem solve together and then move on. Yeah. Okay. Just give them like That's that, a good idea. You know, the option just so that they're like, okay, I'm not sure which one is going to be a good fit for me. And then once you start getting like point there, like, oh, snap, I have a lot of calls. That's when you need to like raise your prices. And mm -hmm. it's going to be scary at first. So okay. one thing I would recommend is you could talk about pricing on your podcast episodes. But then like if somebody listens to you two years on the road and they're expecting it to be six to seven dollars mm. and then they go to your website and it's like three times that's that. Not, yeah. So yeah. I would say I think it's super like affordable so that everybody has a chance. Email me. Do you have a website? Have one that is not built. Yes. So okay. on my list of to do's, the main thing I'm focusing on right now is getting my email list ready to go because I already have 40 plus email addresses of people over the last two months that have been like, yeah, I want to join your Facebook group and here's my email address for later. Mm -hmm. I literally don't do anything in my Facebook group right now and I don't think I will, at least not for a while. They've all given me their email addresses and want to be on my newsletter. So I have all of my things signed up for. I just need to go in and figure out how to actually use it and get it set up and going. So I'm trying to get my email newsletter going and then get a landing page built. And I'm trying to do the email list before I leave social. So I'm trying to get that done by the end of this coming weekend so I can start the new year completely off of Instagram and then get my website going from there too. Okay, cool. I mean, another thing that you could do to make your life simple is that you can create a landing page for people to get your pricing menu. So they enter okay. their email and then they get it. And then like once your price changes, you just change, you just go in the back end. Where do you Wikipedia. host your, yeah. Where do you host your email? Like your, I bought my domain on GoDaddy and then they offered me like a year of hosting it there for a very reasonable amount. I don't remember what it was. And also the email address as like an add-on. I don't know. Maybe I signed up around Black Friday or something because it was all like super cheap. So everything is through GoDaddy with where the back end things are. And I don't remember who I signed up to use for my email address for like my actual email thing. Um, everything your, is saved on tabs. E on your computer. email marketing? Is it like? Yes. 
I think I might be on MailChimp, but I don't remember because I signed up for like four different ones before I was like, oh, this is the one I want to use. So okay. I have everything saved on my computer <laughs> and I yeah. haven't looked at it in over a month. No, that's fine. But I mean, either way, like I'm on ConvertKit, so it's fairly simple for you to just go and like change the PDF, like once your price goes up. Yeah. You know, and you can also put something on there, like make sure that on your pricing guide that you put that prices are subject to change. Okay. And then like put the month that we're in, like, so that people know, like, this is the price for it's now, current. but price could go up so that they know, like, they don't come to you like, but I have it on paper and it's been a year. Right. You yeah. Know? So just put that on there. So, so let's, let's back up a little bit. So okay. let's go ahead, like to make her life simple. What I would do is create that landing page, go on mm-hmm. Canva real quick, like something simple. Don't spend a lot of time on this. Put your pricing guide on there. And then you're going to set up the landing page. It's doing two things. It's collecting people in your email list and it's giving yeah. them, it's automating that for you, which is such a win-win. And then obviously like take care of MailChimp and all those things. I mean, I, I used to be MailChimp like a while ago and it's like very easy. And like, I wouldn't worry about like yeah. all the bells and whistles, just like it, it's easier to have something like simple, like playing right now than for you to spend hours and hours trying to build like this amazing thing. Like just go simple right now. Like yeah. I am like two years into my business and like my landing pages are two lines and people sign up for them because I don't have time. Like people don't have time to like right. sit here and read like all this thing. Yeah. So do that. Well, by that time they usually already know exactly. if you want to work with someone yeah. or not. Like they don't really care what that page says if they're ready. So 100%. that makes sense. Yes. And then the next thing after that, after you have that set up in your back end, then just make sure that you go ahead on your episodes from here on out every episode we record you say by the way i have this amazing program or this amazing coaching available now this is what you get so whether you are a parent of somebody with adhd or you have you have it as an adult this is what we can cover in the call and then go like go through those pain points and like paint a picture make it funny so that it's relatable yeah and then to get more information go to the link in the show notes or give them a bit.ly link for ease so you can get my pricing guide. Okay. We're going to do that. So that's why it's important to have that set up in the back end. And then another yeah. thing, just to make your life easy, you can put in schedule call, schedule your coaching call here. You can pull it, put a link on Canva that links them, sends them to Calendly, like make it super Calendly, easy yeah. for people. Another thing, well, you don't have a website because what I was going to say, another option is that on that thank you page, Instead of, instead of them getting think you're going to get this in your email soon, you could just make it so that the, the, the thank you page after they sign up for your email, that could be your pricing guide right there. And then right there, there's a link to Calendly. So that's okay. also an option for you that honestly might be easier. Yeah. That, yeah. So for the thank you page, you mean like after they put in their email address for their opt in, it yeah. says thank you. And then it shows them all of that also right that's an option okay the downside with that is that you know if somebody puts in a random email if they put a fake email they're still going to get the thank you page and get your pricing there so the point is they're not going to your email list because they don't have like the double opt-in yeah so you know pros and cons to both you know like one okay. of them like if the thank you page becomes the okay here's the information you asked for book a book a call here it just, it's so easy and simple. Yeah. But with the other one, if they get a PDF, then it goes straight into their inbox and, you know, they probably do the double opt-in and, and all those things. Honestly, like I personally, I'm not opposed to just giving people things on the thank you page. That's just me. Okay. You know? 
So think about that. If you want to make life easy, just put everything on the thank you page, put your link to Calendly and just make it easy. It'll be easier for you to when you have to change. And that's it. Those are the things that I want to, want you to focus on. And when are you getting off of Instagram? Um, I'm going to try to be off before the first of the year. So I have just a few days left. I'm trying to get that email list ready to go so I can promote it there a few times with a link and pick up the last of the people that are wanting that. And then I'm going to delete the app for the rest of this next quarter. Yeah, perfect. I love that so much. And then one thing that you could do if you have the bandwidth for it is like maybe make a reel because you have an episode 10 reasons why you're leaving Instagram. If you can yeah. turn that into a reel and like try to drive traffic to your podcast, like let's take advantage of this if you have yeah. the bandwidth for it. Yeah. Well, I did plan. So I already have my main post that I made. I made a carousel about me leaving Instagram and my podcast art is the top of each of it and talked about how like I want to focus on my podcast and my email list and this is what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah and why. Yeah. And so I'm planning on doing two more posts. I can pen the three to the top. So anyone Mm -hmm. new who's coming in sees like, oh, she isn't here for 90 days. Oh, this is why. And they have like a couple other things. So I could do a reel about why I'm leaving and like a mental health kind of thing, point it back to the podcast. And then my last one was going to be all the information about my email list and like what people can expect there. I'll probably add in a little slide too about coaching if you're ready to work directly Mm -hmm. with me and all of those things. And hopefully I'll have my website, at least just the homepage ready. And I can put that there too. So then I have like those three right at the top. So anyone new who is still trickling in from that reel that blew up, will see like, oh, okay, this is what I can expect here. Yeah. And then like maybe change your bio a little bit too. Mm. Instead of having like your, I help semen or whatever, you can switch to, I'm taking a break from Instagram. Find me here. Go listen to the podcast. So people are like, oh, okay, Okay. like that's where I find her. Just make it super easy for people. Arrows, fire, like all the things. Go find the podcast, you know, like make it super easy for them to to find you. Definitely. Um, Yeah. But that's it. Like, how does it all feel? I don't want to overwhelm you. Like, I think it doesn't sound like a lot, but you kind of do have a lot of steps ahead of you. Yeah. So it feels validating because these are the things that I felt like I probably needed to do next, but then my squirrely brain is like, but what about this? And what about this? And this and this. And then I'm like distracted and like, I need those blinders, but I need them to be put on by someone who knows what they're actually doing, (laughs) not by me making guesses. And so it feels good. I'm glad we talked about pricing and have like those two separate options. That also feels good. I mean, everything does feel pretty doable because like I only have to work three days this week and then I have another three day weekend coming up. So yeah, I'm feel I'm feeling good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I, obviously, like I don't want to overwhelm you. I think that this is it's doable. It's something that you can do like over the weekend. Like that's why I'm saying like don't worry about like how everything looks and like spend ten thousand hours like trying to make it pretty. Like done is better than perfect. Yeah. Let's just get it out there. Yes. The important things to like start pitching. Like just start pitching. Start talking about it all the time. That's what you're going to do from here on out because. Like that is the easiest way for you to get a cash injection is for you to offer coaching because like there's nothing there. Like there's no barrier. You're just pitching. You're just talking about it and people are like, yeah, yeah, I need it. And like I said, Mm -hmm. talk about it in the beginning of your episode, whenever it makes sense in the middle of your episode. But if it doesn't make sense, like talk again in the end before you sign out. Or even even if on your little altar jingle, if you want to do it there, if you want to create one, sure. Okay. But people tend to turn out to do so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do have one there right now, but it's like, share it on Instagram or share it with a friend, tag me, blah, 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 and thanking them. So I could update it a little bit and Mm -hmm. maybe not add music. I feel like when some music is there, that's when people are like, "Mm, I'm out and just have it just be me talking and telling them thank you. And if you want to work with me, here's how. And I can't wait to see you next time or whatever, you know, something super short where like they don't even have time to tune it out because it's already done. (laughs) Yeah, totally. 100%. I love that idea. Yeah. I think the no music is also great because people are like, oh, yeah, there comes the jingle. Like, I'm out. Yeah. So here for it. I'm super excited. So that's what we will do. I say we meet again in, I want to give you time, but like, I also want, let's do this, you know? What do you say we meet here on the 17th? I'm actually going to send you a link so you can book our next call. Yeah. So just get that going for now. I'm super excited. I see a lot of potential in your podcast and I'm like not just saying it like to make you feel happy. Like I really do. I love the energy in your episode. You're in it. Like you're super relatable. I love that. And you're super down to earth. You're not like, let me school you on ADHD. I'm like, no, like it's, that's boring. Like, no, that's not who you are. And then maybe next time we can talk a little bit more about like keywords and things like that. But I think you have a pretty good thing going. And then another thing that I forgot to tell you is to change on your show description, the IG, change it to your email. Yes. Or even if you want to put in, book a coaching call with me here, like just change the link, put it, put something that it's actually going to move the needle forward in your business, especially since you're taking off of IG. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more we talked, I'm like, maybe I am using ConvertKit. I literally have no idea, but either way, I'm going to try to get a landing page made like ASAP with that menu pricing and a place to collect emails and then I can just pop that everywhere in the meantime yeah perfect yeah I have, I have convert kit like it's fairly easy I mean there's awesome. a learning curve for everything but it's fairly easy right yeah it's all google google little yeah awesome <laughs> right, thank you so I'm much I really excited. appreciated this so much awesome okay I'll send you this call and then if you have any okay. questions in between just email me and we'll go from there okay awesome bye. I'll see you in a few weeks bye bye Mama, are you working so hard to grow your business but feeling a little bit disheartened by the slow progress? I know it can be so frustrating when the results aren't happening as quickly as you'd like. But I'm here to tell you there's a different way. You don't have to struggle on your own or waste your precious time trying to duct tape a strategy together. Let me help you fast track your success with a clear marketing strategy and direction. Head over to julianarabadi.com to learn how we can work together and take your business to the next level. You deserve to see the growth and income you've been dreaming of. Now, let's make it happen.